Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast brought to you by MCUExchange.com. It's all connected. Everything. Welcome back to episode 92 of It's All Connected. This is Russ, and Matthew is here with me. Hey, morning. Morning. We are a week from now. We'll have seen Civil War. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. I know. Like a little kid on Christmas. <laughs> it's, uh, it's crazy that it, it seemed like such a, like a, like a fever dream a few years ago <laughs> yeah. when there was rumors they were going to announce it, and then when they actually announced it. And, you know, just all the hype and everything. And here we are a few years later and it's done. And a lot of people have seen it. I mean, there's a lot of areas around the world it's been released in. Uh, I I thank everybody for being very good about not posting a bunch of spoilers on Facebook. Uh, I know there was a lot of stuff on Star Wars where people were just being a-holes and, um, you know, just just random posts in, in groups and stuff. So everybody's been really cool about it. There's been a lot of really good spoiler-free reviews. I know uh, Nicole put up a spoiler-free review on MCU Exchange. I know the MCU Exchange show, those guys did a review, uh, a spoiler-free review of the movie, which was which was cool. Yeah, yeah, the YouTube one, yeah. Yeah, it's been, I think most of that crew has seen it. I was like one of the few people who didn't, so I feel. <laughs> it's been like a, like our little chat thing we use to talk about stuff behind the scenes have been like avoiding certain areas of it just because i know everyone's talking about spoilers yeah it's funny because i signed up for that advanced screening thing and there was no like date or time and then i never got a response back so i don't know if maybe weird yeah it was just really strange but it would have been cool to been able to see it but at the same time it would have been tough to contain my excitement and not talk about it so at the time, I was like, oh, it, you know, it's going to be terrible that everyone else has seen it so early. But it's the time has kind of flown by. And I agree that I I would hate to just sit there like sitting on my hands like, oh, God, I, I want to talk about it. Yeah. But I have to wait. That would almost be worse to wait two more weeks to have to talk about it. At least now I don't know what I missed. So exactly. As soon as it comes out, then like everyone will have seen it and I can <laughs> I can go nuts. Yeah. And I think the plan for us uh, definitely we're going to do a separate show. So we're not going to mm-hmm. try and mix that week's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatever news comes out. Uh, we're going to do a separate show probably next Saturday uh, to just talk about nothing but the movie. And um, so we won't we won't sully it with any any other talk. Um, and so that'll be fun. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get some old voices, maybe maybe a new voice in on the show as well to, to kind of talk about it. Some people we haven't heard from in a while. Yeah. Hopefully that works out. But yeah, this should be a fairly light episode. Uh, not a lot of news. Uh, the first bit, obviously, is the big thing that come, came out this week. I was really surprised in the in the all the hubbub and lead up to Me Civil too. War that we actually got this news. Uh, but it's official. Uh, Netflix is commissioned, and Marvel is going to produce a Punisher series. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that just dropped out of no. You're right. It's like there's, there's. I feel like there's been a couple big bits of news that I thought they would just hold off until the summer for stuff when there's, there's yeah. a little less going on, but yeah, I was pretty surprised that, you know, literally a week 
out from Civil War, they drop another piece of big news. But I guess maybe we can assume that because they're not worried about hanging on to news, that means they have plenty of other news coming up. Could be, yeah. Uh, I mean, but uh, yeah, I didn't expect to hear about that so soon, especially because we don't really even know when a lot of the other shows are coming out, and we still don't know when Iron Fist and Defenders are coming out, let alone you know, second and third seasons of Jessica Jones and Daredevil. And there's no date on this either. So right. it's sort of one more show that like could appear anytime in the next two to three years. I wouldn't, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they fast tracked this, to be honest with you. I, I would be not surprised I, I, if, yeah. if we see this before even like a Jessica Jones season two, to be honest with you. Yeah. I guess the question is, I, I mean, I think it's safe to say that it would have to come after Iron Fist. I would which, think. Yeah just because they've already started filming that like right. logistically i just i don't think they'd be able to get it out so i mean it seems like the earliest would maybe be next summer if they did it you know ahead of the defenders assuming that iron fist is coming out sometime in the late winter early spring yeah um but it, yeah i mean i think that's definitely possible and you know we're still operating on this idea of like two netflix shows a year but given how many they have, I think they're definitely going to have to quickly move to three a year. And next year might be the year they do that. Yeah, I would think so. I think there's enough content. And given how much money Netflix is throwing at content, I wouldn't... I mean, they seem to have the budget to do it, so I wouldn't be surprised at all. And they keep making these references that... I think it was this year they said they were going to make twice as many original shows as last year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that that's shaping up to be the case, but... They definitely seem like they're going to be ramping up production more, and obviously they wouldn't keep ordering these Marvel shows if you know they they didn't have the ability to make them, and and you don't announce a TV show like two or three years before it gets made. So right, we we would have to assume that it's coming sometime soon, and same with Jessica Jones season two, since we've heard about that, and yet you know we still haven't heard about a third season of Daredevil. So right, right. Um, which we'll obviously get, but it's just a matter of how many years until we get it. Yeah, and I, I, we talked about this on on the show before, so I don't want to beat a dead horse, but Netflix is going to get a pretty good stable of Marvel content here coming up pretty yeah. quick because starting with Civil War, they have exclusive first streaming rights or first broadcast rights even, not streaming rights, but – They'll, you know, it used to be it would be Stars uh, had that license or or HBO, and mm-hmm. now it's Netflix. So be- it's not going to come yeah. on pay TV before it's going to come on Netflix, and that's right. starting that's this year. Uh, well, and I hope they start. I mean, yeah, and we've definitely talked about this. Why there aren't more Marvel movies on Netflix right now? But, um, and, you know, who knows? I'm sure there's some sort of contract that somebody has, maybe Amazon or something, but. Yeah, and, and Netflix is pretty famous for kind of rotating things in and out. I mean, at one, yeah. you know, at one point they had Captain America, they had Thor. Yeah, I mean, they, they, had, they definitely had them on there. But it, it seems yeah. like the last batch, you know, Ant-Man hasn't been on there, Guardians hasn't right. been on there, Ultron. So I don't even think I've seen Winter Soldier on there. No, so no. it's been a little weird considering that obviously, you know, they're producing all this other content for Marvel. You would think, like... Why not have all the Marvel stuff? But we've also talked about how it's weird that Agents of Shield is on there and yet Agent Carter isn't. So, right, I, you know, um, some sort of weird deals, and I'm sure you know, it could just be Marvel doesn't want to put all their eggs in one basket. They're like, we've got plenty of Marvel content on Netflix. We want to give some to 
Amazon or wh- whoever. I'm, I'm sure somebody has that that deal to stream those movies. You know, they're. I, I guess I'm assuming it's Amazon just because I don't know who else it would be. But yeah, uh, the the other kind of piece to go with this is Stephen Lightfoot has been named the showrunner for the show, and he's been, I guess, executive producer on NBC's Hannibal, which. Uh, I guess lasted a few seasons. It it wasn't like a ratings darling, but it was kind wow. of a critical success. A lot of people really liked it, and the critics enjoyed it, but uh, it didn't stick around too uh, too far too long. Yeah, I th- I, I haven't seen it, e- even though it's one of those shows that you know everybody's told me I I need to see. But I think it had three seasons. I think so. And then yeah. it got canceled, yeah. and you know there was talk about Netflix picking it up or them making a movie or something like that. Because yeah, it seems to have a pretty um, I guess you could say cult following because yeah, I didn't catch it either when it was on. It was just one of those things I I just didn't pick up on. And I like Mads Mikkelsen, so it wasn't you know yeah. it wasn't that it seemed like it wasn't a quality show. I just it just was one of those things I just didn't get on with. So right, but I guess we can assume that he's got the chops to you know basically do a show where the protagonist is a serial killer. So. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, and you know if it was a if it was something that like critics and fans loved, but the general ABC audience wasn't crazy about, then I think that's, that speaks well to it being an actually good show. It just didn't apply to the masses. So, so yeah, I, you know, I don't know how much sway he had into the show, but I would assume that if Marvel tapped him for that, then they think he'd be a pretty good fit. So, yeah. And I guess it was one of the VPs of content over at Netflix was, it was really just seeing Bernthal in Daredevil. You know, once they kind of mm-hmm. saw him portray that character, they were like, we got to do this. So yeah. that was really, really encouraging to hear, too, that Netflix is, you know, it seemed like Netflix was the driver for this more so than maybe Disney Marvel was the driver. Yeah, and I believe, I, I would believe that. Because I would think Punisher is probably not on the top of their list of things to get out, especially because they already sort of had so much of him in the show. Yeah. Marvel's got a lot of other characters they want to kind of get going you know but so i could see netflix being like well we've got a limited stable of marvel characters and we've already got this actor he did an amazing job and obviously we can't just keep cramming him into every season of daredevil so yeah it just makes sense to give him his own show so we can you know tell the story more so yeah it's exciting i i think it's i think we all pretty much knew it was going to happen it was just a matter of when it was going to (laughs) happen Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised it happened this soon, but I'm definitely not surprised that it's happening, especially after, uh, you know, seeing his performance. Yeah, agreed. I mean, congratulations for, you know, Bernthal that, you know, his presence and his, uh, you know, job as an actor is what is what got this pushed down. Yeah, that's got to be pretty satisfying. Sure. Like you're kind of a secondary character in a show and you're so amazing that they're like, we're going to give you your own show. <laughs> yeah. You kind of steal the spotlight. Yeah. That's, that's uh that's pretty high praise. Yeah. So, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about, it's not really news. It's just more like a discussion point. Cause I, I just, I find it kind of funny sometimes, but there's been a lot of buzz around John Favreau being executive producer on infinity war. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, Oh, he's back. And, uh, there's been a little bit of talk, I guess, that maybe he is going to be a little more consulting on Infinity War than he has in the past. But mm-hmm. 
Favreau was executive producer on Avengers, Age of Ultron, uh, and and a few of the other movies. So he's he he's been Iron Man three. So I, I think there's been this kind of perception that uh, he's been you know completely out of the loop when it comes to this stuff. And yeah, but. Uh, to me, I just kind of it just seemed much ado about nothing to me. I don't I don't know if you felt the same way, but no, I agree. I, I mean, the the thing I figured was he's obviously been behind the scenes working with Marvel a little, though. I I guess you know there's always a question as to what how much an executive producer actually does, especially on a film. But he hasn't really talked about Marvel since you know he wasn't doing the third movie and i think you know a lot of people have there's this narrative that marvel and directors have this contentious relationship and and then with jungle book coming out he started kind of talking more about marvel and being favorable and he's got this big another big hit on his hands so i think people are kind of spinning this narrative that yeah he's like back in the graces with marvel and he's going to do something good but i think it was more that after Iron Man 2, he just kind of wanted to, I think just like Joss Whedon, he was sort of burned out from like these big movies. He wanted to take some time off. He wanted to focus on other things. And he didn't want to keep talking about Marvel every time he was in the press because, you know, he just wanted to focus on other projects. Um, and so that's probably why it's just been downplayed a little more. Because he hasn't really been like talking about it. But yeah, I think now he's just talking about it a little more. And, and it might mean that he might be more involved in the future. Um because he still has this positive relationship with Marvel. So, you know, who knows? He could be brought in to helm another movie, maybe an Iron Man 4, because Downey keeps keeps not stop being Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, keeps being like, all right, this is my last one, but then I'll be in Civil War and two Infinity Wars and a Spider-Man. And I think the other day he was quoted as saying, you know, he might be interested in doing a fourth Iron Man. <laughs> so it's like... You know, and I think we've talked before that he he's one of the rare superhero actors where his age doesn't matter. Right, right. Because he doesn't really have to get that fit for each role. And most of his work is, you know, inside of a suit. And then when he's Tony Stark, he's just like a guy. So it's, you know, he doesn't have to be like ripped every time for the performance and do all these right. crazy stunts and stuff. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, he could obviously not do it forever, but there's really out of out of everybody he's he's got the least to worry about in terms of like aging out of the role yeah yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if if he did come back for a fourth one it would kind of be like a swan song thing where yeah uh, you know that would be the either the passing of the torch or some sort of right you know changeover but i I would i would like to see favreau come back to iron man i really would because i I wasn't really that crazy about Iron Man 3. I mean, people bag on Iron Man 2 all the time, but I, I liked it a lot. Like, I really, really enjoy Iron Man 2. And I think I think Favreau did a really good job. And I think that's kind of what I felt was missing with, with Iron Man 3. So for him to kind of be able to come back to it and, and you know, if, if it ends up being the last one with Downey mm-hmm. to kind of put his mark on, you know, how that story ends, I think would be, would be nice. Yeah, I mean... Personally, I, I I do like Iron Man too. I definitely don't think it's as you know what people say, but I I still prefer Iron Man three out of those out of those two. I really did like the third one a lot, but I mean I love Iron Man one. That's one of my top Marvel movies. So sure, sure. Um, you know whatever the problems with two I have aside, I definitely would 
I definitely think it would be cool to have Favreau back. And I think, like you're saying, as a final one, I think he would do a really good job doing this more, you know, like epilogue sort of film, you know, for Iron Man. And it's hard, it's hard to imagine Infinity War, something like Infinity War being like the last Iron Man movie. But I, yeah. maybe because maybe it'll seem weird for him to just have another sequel after the craziness of infinity war. But I guess that's what we'll sort of see is how many of these characters will keep continuing their franchises after infinity war. And will it seem kind of weird to go back to just another captain America adventure or another Iron Man adventure after whatever they go through in, in infinity war. But yeah, yeah, I guess that's sort of just like the uncharted territory for now that we just, we don't really know what will happen, but yeah, I, I think that'd be cool, and it, it seems in, entirely possible. Agreed. Um, so that's all the news. I mean, like I said, there's not much going on. Uh, I've I've kind of gone into Civil War blackout mode. I'm not... Uh, yeah. It seems like every day there's just, oh, there's another clip. and uh, Yeah, it's like Pop Secret presents another look at yeah. Civil War. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter, and I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, I'm like done. Like it's 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 becoming hard to resist. But I'm like I'm not watching any more clips. I'm going to the movie to see. Yeah, it. I, I do kind of hate when they do that. I, I, that's what I appreciated about Force Awakens so much is them not like cramming footage down your throat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there was talk of Civil War doing that, but of course they just defaulted back to what Marvel does, which is pretty much give you the entire film in a series of Twitter yeah. and Facebook clips and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not hard to ignore that. I mean, when I see a thing pop up for Civil War and a video starts playing, I just don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'll see that in a week, whatever it is. Exactly. But. So good, good. All right, so the, we'll move on to the main discussion, which is uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., episode, uh, Season 3, Episode 18, The Singularity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Fitz and Simmons this episode. Yes. Uh, which is good. I, I like that. Yeah, uh, me too. And we kind of get a little bit more. I mean, the the, the big things with this week were um, we we kind of get a little bit more information about what Hive is and how he does what he does and why it has mm-hmm. the effect on people the way it uh, the Inhumans specifically the way it does. Yeah, and a little more movement on like his plan. Yeah, yeah. So he's which kind was of kind of teased, but I yeah. guess we'll see more in the next like week or so. Yeah. So I guess whatever Hive does uh, affects their brains, obviously, like we saw last week. But it floods them with dopamine, which also has them to it gives them the ability to uh, kind of fight off toxins and things. So icers mm-hmm. don't work on them. And, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. So they're they're kind of like hyped up, but it was really yeah. The, the other thing I thought was interesting is really seeing Daisy and how she reacts, and it it was. It's so bizarre because she's not acting any different, and I think that's what's cool yeah. about this is she's not zombified, and she's not. No, no. It's just like she's acting the way she always does, except she just has this pull towards, yeah, towards Ward's agenda. Yeah, it's interesting, and and you know, we I guess we talked about this before last week, and a, you know, a few weeks back when we were saying that you know Lucio and Gaiera didn't seem brainwashed. You know, they didn't seem like. Right. The the sort of hive mentality thing that we were that we're sort of led to believe it doesn't it doesn't really play out that way. I mean, they they're still themselves. It's just that their highest 
priority is whatever hive's priority is yeah um so yeah and and this week it seemed more like you know it's kind of like a drug you know i mean they they sort of they're addicted to a drug i mean especially he's pumping him full of dopamines i mean they're around him they feel amazing and but they're still kind of in their right mind and can still decide on things for themselves so yeah i i can see how that i can see how that would be powerful but it I think it also leaves the door open for them kind of breaking free, making their own choices because they're not like 100% mind controlled. Right, right. So I, I think we'll maybe see something like that. Maybe when it comes to – actually, I don't know. I was just going to say maybe when it comes to like Hive's like, hey, you have to kill one of your friends. But, I mean, she was pretty damn close to killing Fitz. Yeah, because – And that didn't seem to phase her at all, which was yeah. disturbing to watch. <laughs> Part of me is wondering, is she really under the sway? Has she been, I, you I know, was thinking the exact same thing it, it, and because of the way the classic triple agent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because of the way they play it, it, it makes sense because again, she's not mind controlled. So mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, from, from Hive's perspective for her to act, still act the way she would normally act is not out of the ordinary. It's only her, you know, base motivations that are, that are changed. So it kind of. It kind of allows her to still be herself without trying to, you know, typically whenever things like this come up, if somebody's supposed to be mind controlled, but they've really, they're really not. And they're really on the, this, you know, the, the, again, the triple agent thing, mm-hmm. they have to act like they're being mind controlled. And because that's not how these people respond, it's easier for her to just play it off naturally. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and she can kind of just give him a little you know, reveal a couple things. To me, the clincher was when she put her head on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And that was like, I think she's playing. It did feel like she was playing him. That yeah, felt like a little yeah. overboard, but it felt like the thing that would really work on both Hive and on whatever ward is inside him still, too. Yep. Um, yeah, I, 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 and to me, the extreme reaction to Fitz was kind of another, it, it just seemed like too much. Like, if she's just... Yeah. If she's just like swayed to the point where she's like, you know what, Hive's actually the way to go, then it doesn't seem like she would need to react so forcibly against Fitz. But the way she was talking to him, it almost felt like she was trying to say, like, hey, I've got this. Like, yes. Just back off, yeah. you know. Um, and if she was truly like under that sway, she could have either just killed him and moved on or threw him up against the wall you know, knocked him unconscious and went about her bay. Oh, right. She right. Was, she was, it was very deliberate that she exactly. held him like she did. Yeah. And she, I don't know. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but given how, given that this is a spy show, given that they've kind of ramped up those elements this season and given that it, you know, it's, it would be sort of weird for Daisy of all people to sort of like just change allegiances when she really has found a family in shield and with Colson and everybody it's not like she's desperately looking for that anymore, you know? Right. Um, if it was like season two, you know, Daisy, then I could, you know, or season one, I, I could see this working more on her. But it just sort of seems like she doesn't really require that as much as Hive thinks she requires it. So, yeah, that it, it would be cool if it was more of like we find out like, yeah, he it makes you feel good to be around him. And when he does his thing, but ultimately, like, I you know, know where my family is and know what's best for my people. And it's not him. Yeah. The only counter I would have to that is just the fact that she killed, um, Malik. Right. And then she, the damage she caused to the base had 
repercussions down the road. So yeah, but they, you know, they do make a point in this episode to say that she could have taken the entire facility down, right. and she didn't. Yes, yes, and that's kind of another thing that it's like it's enough that she made a big show to make you know to make everybody take a step back from her yeah and to make hive be like oh okay well she's on board but at the same time she doesn't really do that much that much damage it could it could have been worse you know I mean, absolutely absolutely so yeah i don't know it is tough and then the malik thing is i guess that's questionable yeah yeah but given how colson feels about malik and what he did to rosalind and the order i could right. easily you know we've seen Colson be cold when he needs to be and when he wants to be. So right, that you know that that they got what they wanted out of him too. Uh, you know, it's not like he had much left to offer at that point, right? And which we'll see at the end of this episode. Uh, yeah, right. So it, it's tough because you could say she would have done that anyway. You we could also make the argument that she was still sort of fresh on the hive juice or something. True. True. So. You know, maybe she was a little more susceptible, but now she's kind of been able to, like, you know, manage her high almost. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess it could go either way. But I, I I, agree with you that I definitely see the seeds of it being like a, a triple agent thing. Yeah. So. Then there was a. It seemed did it it just seemed odd to me this whole emphasis on transhumanism like they made such a big deal about transhumanism mm -hmm. uh, it almost seemed like more than they really needed to to get the point across with the episode yeah I, I was it, like wow this is kind of heavy handed <laughs> yeah I, I I think that might just be a product of this still being you know an ABC show for the masses and I would assume that the average person has no idea what transhumanism is and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe they were just pitching it a little heavily. Um, but yeah, they, they did seem to spend like a lot of time on that. But I, I guess maybe we can assume, given the sort of what we find out at the end, that maybe it was just to really sell the idea of of um, this guy. I, can't, I already forgot his name. Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Holden Radcliffe, yeah. I, I couldn't hear an R in my head, but that's all. Yeah, so maybe it was just to sell the idea that, you know, he's... He's sort of this state-of-the-art scientist and that he would kind of fall in line with the idea of making humans more than human. So, right, right. But yeah, it, I mean, they did go a little, it was a little cheesy, like the secret club of yeah, it's like... transhumanism. And not only is it, you know, they they have like full-on like cyborg body parts and stuff. Yeah, it, was, it would make for kind of a bit of a funny moment because Fitz had the glasses yeah. on. And Mac is watching it, and he's seeing where all these people have these augmentations, and yeah. it, was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, they get uh, so Holden Holden Radcliffe was played by John Hanna, which mm -hmm. um, if if anybody's familiar with the Mummy movies, the, the yeah the uh, ones he did in the early nineties two thousands, and he had a big role for the first couple seasons of Spartacus on Stars. I don't know if you watched Spartacus. No, I didn't. But yeah, he uh, he was the husband of Lucy Lawless's character on okay. uh, on Spartacus, which again connects back to Agents of Shield. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like if you were on Spartacus, then you are now either on Arrow or Agents of Shield. Yeah, which makes because I know a lot of the people from, from yeah Jed Weed Arrow. Uh, I think he was in the writers' room for a bunch of, oh, okay. of episodes of Spartacus. Yeah, I didn't he know was. That. 
he was involved a lot in Spartacus. So, okay. Well, that makes some sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, I, I like that they take the Deathlock eyes. They're able to, that's their in is they have these Deathlock eyes. That right. They use. Well, and, and yeah, it's an, it, it is sort of interesting. I mean, we know that in this world, like obviously cybernetics and stuff, it's, it's much more advanced. So I guess it was kind of cool to tie it in a little bit that like there is this whole maybe underground of scientists and rich people and stuff that are using cybernetics to kind of augment themselves. So sure, sure. I, I could definitely see that being an interesting sort of like subplot, if, but I've kind of got the feeling that they'll never go back to it. So yeah. Um, yeah. If there were some plot where they run into this like gang of, of people who, you know, are like augmenting themselves cybernetically. And I, I don't know, you know, there could be some cool, cool elements in that type of story. People trying to like make themselves superheroes and, and stuff like that. But I don't know. I don't know if they'll um, go back to that sort of idea at any point. <clears throat> yeah. The only, so I want to talk a little bit about part of the episode that I had a bit of an issue with, and that was the whole Colson Lincoln may murder vest. That was it. I was like, uh, it, especially yeah, that was ridiculous. I, <laughs> especially after him and Lincoln had their moment of yeah, camaraderie. It negates that whole sort of side mission they took, and 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 May brings up a great point. Are you going to kill Daisy? And he's like, No, of course not. It's like, Well, why are you going to kill Lincoln? Like, yeah. he's one of your agents too. It's like they called out the hypo- their own hypocrisy in the show. I I just felt like it was it was off character. I mean, it was. Not, it's not to say that Coulson can't be cold hearted and can't make a tough decision, but this was like an unnecessary decision. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. It's it, like that's yeah. you're gonna you're gonna kill him because of of that like he get you're especially because they're also looking for a cure right so it's like in the same episode they're looking for a cure they're like well if you get taken over we're just gonna have to murder you and it's like whoa yeah you're looking for a cure you know it doesn't necessarily brainwash them i mean it just it just seems like oh yeah it just seems like a ridiculous yeah it seemed like you're you're willing to go the distance for daisy but anybody else is you know dispensable and i or disposable, and I, um, I kind of hope they don't let that go. I, I hope Lincoln is like. I mean, again, I don't want to fuel Lincoln's chip on his shoulder, you know, anger issues anymore. But at the same time, like that's kind of a hard thing to get over, especially yeah. after they had that sort of bonding moment. To just be like, you were, you're willing to get rid of me. Like, maybe you aren't so friendly to Inhumans if they're not Daisy. <laughs> yeah, it just I, I just I had a real hard time with that, and I know he, yeah. he. T- came around in the end and you know after may told him like look i'm not going to do your dirty work and she she was pretty yeah. pissed at him he kind of changed came around, his tune yeah but, but only to may yeah he never went back to lincoln was like hey sorry i put that murder vest on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. like i mean i he definitely needed to apologize to may but i again i feel like he's treating lincoln like a non-entity yeah um which... and i get i guess if they didn't have their bonding moment when they found uh, you know, when they found Titus Welliver, mm-hmm. you know, while I would be like, okay, th- there's some animosity towards them, but sure. But after sure. that, it's like, okay, exactly. they seem to be on the same page. Yeah. I, it, it just, it just really bugged me. Yeah. It didn't make sense after that. And, and plus the other thing is it kind of looked cool on him as a uniform. I was like, oh wow, he's actually finally got a uniform. And I was like, too bad <laughs> yeah. it's a murder vest. Like, 
And if you have something like, that potentially can explode, do you really want to give it to a guy that's, that yeah. throws lightning everywhere? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like that could trigger it immediately. Yeah. Or he could use his powers to, like, negate the the radio receiver or something. Yeah. I don't mean it's just... <laughs> I don't know if it's yeah. just like they're getting towards the end of the season. The writers are getting tired, and they're just like, "Okay, it, we it need... felt like a it felt like a lazy move, and it went nowhere." I mean, yeah. It, yeah, I guess the only thing it served was to kind of set May off a little bit. But if they never reference it again, then then what was the point? They didn't have to use it. There was never a, a moment where it was like, "Oh, we're, we we might have to use it," and then I, I would, you know, I mean, it, I would have even been fine with it if he said, "Okay, fine, you want to go, you can go," but the minute. If you if you get infected by hive and you become a threat, we will take you out. You know, you, we will. Right. You, that would have made. I will put a bullet sense. in your head. Right. Right. But the the murder vest was just ridiculous. And yeah. why did they even have that? Yeah. Exactly. Why did they have a crazy exploding vest lying around? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just it felt like a really like sort of a, like just lazy moment to ratchet up the tension, which which wasn't necessary. And yeah, it just didn't feel true to any of the the character motivations at all so yeah not a fan of the murder vest yeah me me either um i did kind of like the fact that they went after alicia first because it's like okay we're gonna go after known inhumans that are likely to be targets of daisy and she was already turned and that was cool Um, yeah and it's good to see her back i mean they kind of yeah it's weird how they kind of forget about her until they need her but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. She's obviously, like, pretty powerful, and we've seen her a few times. So it definitely makes sense to involve her rather than, like, introduce a brand new inhuman. Yeah, and then at the same time, Ward and Daisy go back to James. and Yes, which happened a... way faster than I thought it was going to. Yeah, and it was cool that, because I was like, well, which one is the the real one and, and uh, of Alicia? And it turns out she mm-hmm. was with them, which was cool. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Hive made her kill her double was yes. That was is, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, which is traumatic to her. And I imagine, yeah. I feel like if anything maybe breaks her from. And again, I don't know how much we'll get motivations from some of these smaller characters, but it would kind of be nice if at one point she turns on him because he keeps using, he keeps treating her doubles as like disposable right. when it you know clearly is traumatic for her. Right. Um. So, yeah, that'll – I would love to see some of these smaller characters get some sort of motivation, like, especially because she never seemed like – she seemed like she should be good anyway. And I I, she, I think she'd be pretty cool addition to the team. I agree. Um, I totally I don't, agree. It's a little odd that they keep introducing, like, new people instead of just bringing her on board. But, um, yeah, maybe we'll see that, especially because she's sort of – she's actually one of the few people who's actually, like, trained to fight and stuff. Right. <laughs> and seems like a warrior, so it's a little weird that – they they don't include her, but um, yeah. Okay. I, I, From a power set standpoint, fairly cheap too. Uh, yeah, know, the whole but, body double thing oh, is, yeah, that's is super easy, easy to, to do. do and, so and yeah, the filming two people at the same. Yeah, I mean that's not that's probably one of the easier ones. So yeah, and and lots of fun possibilities, especially with espionage. So sure. Um, yeah, I, I think that would I think it'd be cool if they they actually uh, utilized her a little more now that they've they've got her. Yeah, I thought it was funny that the the cocoon thing is is another one of those things that's funny. So James gets goes in the cocoon and almost immediately yeah, I love how comes, they just like boom, just drop it. Yeah, just like, 
shut up. We're going to turn you into an inhuman. <laughs> yeah. And then goes in his cocoon and pretty much immediately breaks out of it and has his powers. It's just kind of funny. Like, sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it's immediate. Right. It's just... Well, it's, yeah, whenever the plot demands it. Exactly. It's, it's, oh, it happens instantly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, I mean, of all yeah. the things that bother me in this episode, that was like, you know. No, it didn't bother me pole. at all. I mean, I think it was a safe bet that if we ever saw him again, he would become an inhuman. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I imagine it would be something where he, like, next season was like a thorn in their side when he finally discovers his powers and he's kind of like mad. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense that Daisy's like, Hey, I know of a potential inhuman. They, they don't seem to know of too many that are still alive after lash. So obviously it makes sense. They'd go after Alicia and they'd go after James. They've got these crystals. So yeah, it's like, you know, let's, instead of hiring new people and introducing us to new people, we, the audience already knows who they are. Right. We just give this guy some, you know, some gambit powers, and and we're off to the races. Yeah, yeah. Australian gambit. Yeah, with a little bit of boom boom thrown in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and so I guess, you know, this is a character that's also technically from the Secret Warriors comic. He's just sort of altered. Um, in the comic, he was Hellfire, which is right. the name he sort of picks at the end. Yeah, and his name is J.T. James. Right. Which I looked up and it stands for James Taylor James, which is just that poor, that poor kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That's like two. You've got the same first and last name and you have James Taylor reference in your name. Yeah. <clears throat> but he he's one of the characters that I thought they would nix from the Secret Warriors because I Lincoln sort of takes the same place in the comics. He's sort of got like a chip on his shoulder. Right. He's got right. a thing with Daisy. Right. And then power is he controls hellfire but he can only channel it through like a chain he has so it looks kind of cool it's kind of ghost ridery but um again i was like well lincoln sort of like covers that ground but it looks like they brought him in anyway and they just tweaked it a little so that he can kind of ignite any object which you know again since the mcu doesn't have gambit it's kind of like yeah well this guy's sort of you know it's sort of a similar thing you know he's a roguish guy with an accent and (laughs) Yeah, he can you know ignite objects. So again, it was a cool power that's not that hard to pull off, and is different enough from the other ones. And it was kind of fun to see him. And we already know that he's into like explosives. So right, he had those mines set up in the other episode. So yeah, it was kind of fun to just see him like kind of go nuts. And we don't need a lot of motivation for why he joined Hive. You know, it's just exactly yeah. You made me an Inhuman. Fine, I'm I'm ready to go. Yeah, but we find out he had another part to his device like it wasn't just yes. that orb it was looked like, it looked like a, a base big, yeah yeah it looked like something that would like you would stick the orb on and it would like spin around and, yeah yeah but but hive says it's the only thing that can kill me right which i i think i don't think it's a weapon i think it's still just information and i yes. think it's got information on him and that was just like a dramatic tv way of you know what is that it's the only thing that can kill me you know yeah yeah so yeah, I'm I'm guessing it'll read some sort of information and it'll give the the team, you know, a bunch of info on, on the Cree and Inhumans and Hive and all that. Yeah, yeah. So of course they they grab that. They go back to the underground club where Radcliffe is at, and that's when they come across uh, Fitz and Simmons. And it's you know Hive, of course, it gets team gets matched up with Simmons. And he mm-hmm. tries to pull the will card on her, which was cool. Yeah. And, and he, I don't know if you noticed, but he, he kind of was doing a will impression. Yeah. 
yeah. he I, I was kind of impressed by it because Will's got a little bit of a I don't know like a little bit of maybe a southern accent or I don't know he um Brett Dalton kind of was doing something with his voice that that actually made him sound a little like Will and I was uh-huh. actually pretty impressed by that yeah. it was a subtle thing but I thought it was a smart little move just changing the way he talked a little bit and of course Simmons got the gun earlier from May yes and of course and I was hoping that that was what was going to happen yeah which I thought was, you know, she, she. I guess she, you know, obviously she didn't kill him. She knew she wouldn't kill him, but thought it would be right. enough to just slow him down so she could get away. Which exactly, which it was. And I think it was almost like she was just disgusted by the whole thing. So yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, you know, he did kill Will, and now yeah. he's like trying to be Will to trick her, and it's like, yeah, it's like I'm gonna shoot you. Plus, yeah. you're also Ward, who I also wanted to kill. So yeah, it's funny. I was reading something online, like, okay, so May shot. Ward, Daisy shot Ward, uh, Simmons shot Ward. <laughs> like everybody, Colson crushed his chest. Crushed, crushed his chest. So it's, you know they had that one episode where they're like, "Nope, we're gonna kill him," and yep. they were all standing around the table, and they've all pretty much had their chance yep. to either kill or shoot him. Which I think, I think is, Fitz is the only one. Who yeah, yeah, I think Fitz hasn't had a go yet. So it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, that they're making good on their promise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I thought that was cool, but uh, but yeah, and the Daisy fit stuff was pretty good. I thought, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you know, I liked the interaction they had b- between them, um, and they take the doctor and leave, uh, and we find out. Uh, so of course, you know, after this traumatic uh, uh, event, uh, Fitz and Simmons kind of seal the deal after afterwards. Yeah, they cross so the event horizon. Yeah, yeah, in in their words. <laughs> Which uh, we kind of had a little bit of feedback on this uh, uh, that we'll get to after we talk about the episode. But I think I think one of three things. I think either May is a goner. I oh, think or no. Fitz or Simmons is a goner because they're oh, making man. such a big deal about the fact that um, you know they've wasted so much time and they need to kind of get to the point and they finally are yeah. you know, with each other. I just have this really bad feeling that yeah. it's going it, to be one or the other. It, it's tough because we're in a situation where, yeah, it, we're in a situation where all these characters we like, and if they're going to sell it and make it someone, you know, besides Hive or one of the bad guys or one of the really small characters, like it's no matter what, it's going to be a character that we're bummed about. And yeah. in a way that's good TV because they've made all the characters you know so that you're sad when they if they do kill them but um but at the same time it's like oh man that's that's gonna be a bummer and it and no matter who it is it's like you kind of are then gonna get that whole season arc of that other you know whoever their best friend was or partner was or whatever is just gonna be like devastated for like an entire season yeah <laughs> so it's just like oof, it's it's gonna be and that's that's what kind of bums me out if it is either one of them because we've kind of gotten the you know Gemma disappeared at the beginning of the season and Fitz was yeah you know kind we've of kind of already gone through that yeah man on a mission we had the bit where Fitz because of what happened at the end of season one was kind of down and out on season two and you know Gemma you know left the group and you know that kind of had that whole aspect of it where she had issues because of what Fitz was going through. So it just seems like that might be a little bit of a rehash, but yeah. And that's the only reason I think that it wouldn't be. And you know, that kind of seems like the obvious one, but you never know. I mean, I don't know if we want to like talk about this now, but you know, 
I guess I sort of have a theory on who I think it could be, but maybe we'll save that for afterwards. Yeah, after yeah, we, we talk can, about the show. But yeah, um, we, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I definitely see your point. That's definitely a typical TV thing. Is before you kill a character, like build up their story a bunch. Yeah. Um, and you know, so Fitz and Simmons definitely seemed like they sort of fit that bill this season. Yeah. Uh, we forgot. We we passed over a little bit on the one part where Coulson realizes that they got to to James that they that they needed to go back there. Um. And they find the places booby trapped. And of all the flaws in this episode, the coolest thing maybe all season long happened uh, during this episode. And uh, they they feel like so they find the hole in the ground. They see the thing is booby trapped. Um, Coulson with his broken leg, but he seems to be getting around just fine. Uh, grabs May, throws them both in the hole. And I'm like, okay, the, like, how are they surviving? Like, it yeah. was a bomb explosion. Like, come on. I mean, I, granted, okay, they're in a hole, but whatever. And when they when they reveal the moving of the <laughs> of the debris, and Coulson has the energy shield coming out of his hand that looks yeah. like Cap Shield, except for the shield logo, I was yeah. like, that is the coolest thing I think I may have ever seen on television. That it was, was pretty amazing. It was pretty awesome. It it, it checked off a lot of nerd boxes, yeah. and then of course his reaction of i thought it'd be cool for the director of shield to have a shield <laughs> yeah was just that's perfect colson like he almost died and the reason he didn't is because not not because he thought like oh this will be a useful thing it's because he's such a nerd yes he's such a superhero nerd that of course he would want a cap shield like he, i bet he'd never even thought about the practical uses of it he was just like it'd be cool if i had a shield <laughs> you know yeah so good. And then, you know, it sort of echoes like, uh, you know, Steve Rogers has had an energy shield like that whenever, you know, Falcon or Bucky or somebody else has had his shield. Yeah. So it sort of echoes that, like, you know, from the comics, those sort of like energy shields. Yeah. The first time was it was a while. I think it was in the in the 90s. His shield, his, something happened to his shield and it was it needed to be repaired and he got the energy shield. And then he used it again when Bucky took it. Yeah. And he came back as kind of, you know, Steve Rogers, super soldier, not Captain America. Right. He had the energy shield back and it could like get bigger and smaller and, and everything else. And it was pretty cool. But, uh, but yeah, I thought that was really awesome. I mean, yeah, it, it was, was a great, it was a great moment. It just had a really I, cool look to it too. It, yeah. It looked good. And it, it's just, you know, it's, it's one of those little fun fantasy comic booky things that shield does really well yeah, just yeah. in the middle of all the craziness it's like a funny little nerdy cool joke yeah <laughs> cool little visual so yeah, yeah. That, was, that was an awesome moment yeah uh, so kind of after all the dust settles the one thing we get and it was really cool they kind of downplayed this because they brought it up earlier where talbot was wanting to get a hold of colson and talk to him yeah and colson was like handle it like you're you're the you're you're in charge of the military side of things you handle it he didn't even tell may what was going on um and then at the very end he brings her in and they watch on the monitor where there's all these operations going on at once and because of the information they got from malik they literally take out all of the hive uh, hydra facilities at once uh, which is pretty crazy because they're like imploding buildings and yeah um, i mean it was like a yeah it was like a a troop surge yeah yeah i mean it was yeah it's interesting i mean it really was like an afterthought yeah 
It was like, oh, yeah, here's this. We don't even see it. You know, we see a couple little videos on a screen and it's just them talking about it. And they're like, well, Hydra's done. And it's just like, oh, okay. I, I thought it was cool because, you know, from Colson's perspective, there are bigger things going on. And he said, you know, this should have I, I been totally, a really good day. I, and I totally agree. And I also think from a narrative standpoint, it just they had to do it eventually. It didn't yeah. make sense for Hydra to still be like a thing, it were exactly. especially because in Ultron, they pretty much did the same thing. They're like, right. okay, now, now Hydra's gone. But then the show was like, well, they're still kind of around. And, you know, it was cool to see them this season do the whole thing with, um, you know, the secret origin of Hydra and how they were yeah. all based on inhumans and hive and going to Mavis. And I, I thought that was a really great, addition to the mythology but then it was like the second half of the season especially with malik now gone it, it it really is like well we've seen hydra so many times in the movies and we've seen it in there and it's been such a constant threat in the show and now there's just such bigger things going on that yeah it, it really just felt like at some point they're gonna have to kind of like move past hydra yeah and yeah i mean i think that it was still kind of like an an afterthought moment, but at the same time, I, I think the writers just had to do it. They had to find some way to be like, okay, well, Hydra's done, so don't worry about that in the back of your head anymore. Like, yeah. we've got inhuman stuff to deal with. And I think it's time. I mean, I th- like you said. I, I agree, yeah. You know, we've seen it in the movies. It's been a large part of this show. I think now this is, you know, the show is, has slowly become its own thing, and I think mm-hmm. this is kind of the last little piece that they're putting away to say, okay, we're our own thing now. Like yeah. we're not beholden to what happened in Civil War or in in Winter Soldier. That's right. kind of plagued us from the beginning. So, right. And it's like, you know, there's not Inhumans in the movies. There's not really Shield in the movies. So it kind of gives them their own little area of Marvel Comics to like play with. Yeah. You know, they're 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 completely their own thing. Um, and it makes me wonder even more. I assume that. It won't be next episode, but the following one would be the one following Winter Soldier or um, Civil War. I, I'm wondering if we'll even get a. I'm sure they'll they'll obviously reference it as a big event that occurred, you know. But I kind of feel like that's maybe all we'll get. I don't think we're really going to get a tie-in, even like Ultron. I just don't see yeah. how they're going to fit that into everything they're doing right now. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I, I, think, I think they'll kind of be like, "Hey, that was crazy," you know, Cap and Iron Man fighting and all that. <laughs> but, yeah, or maybe they'll you know debate the merits of the Sokovia Accords or not, and whether it applies to them. And yeah, but although it kind of does because they kind of do have the oversight. I mean, the president is that's true. Yeah, is overseeing their operation. They just can't. Yeah, completely operate without over yeah. oversight. Yeah, I just think that they're clearly dealing with the hive and the inhuman stuff, and I just think there's too much more going on. And there was teases earlier this season that you know the team was sort of going to be split along similar lines, but yeah. with Bobby and Hunter gone and Daisy like mind controlled, and it just I don't really see that happening anymore. Which yeah, because it was mainly Mac and Daisy that kind of had that right, and, that and difference. Well, Link, Lincoln and Daisy had like a little bit of one when they were talking about like yeah. The cure, yeah. Um, and I'm, a, you know, I'll, I'll reserve judgment until the end of the season, but I'm a little disappointed if they do let that go because I thought it was, I thought there were some interesting ideological debates that I'm worried maybe will fall to the wayside now that everybody's just sort of mind controlled, yeah. which is sort of like an easier solution. I, I, I'd almost you know? prefer it if maybe they just acted like all of these events took place before Civil War. 
and that then would be good. they pick it up next season, like next season at the beginning, because all this stuff is once they get past the resol, you know, this resolution, maybe they do a little time jump or something, you know, three months mm-hmm. or two months, and then they talk sure, about sure. how, and and again, we don't know how civil war is going to end, you know, right? Does it, does it I think end? That's the yeah. Does yeah. it end with the Sokovia Accords being a thing? Does it end with them not being a thing? Right. Do, it, exactly. We don't you know, know what the what the ramifications from civil war will be. So. Right. Somebody um, knows, but just not us. Well, right, right. That's true. The two of us don't know. <laughs> we, at this point in time yeah. on April 30th, do not know. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I would be totally fine with that. I just, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any need for a connection. I mean, I don't know. I, I love the interconnected things, and I love when they do make references, but if there's not, like, an organic way to do, like, the Winter Soldier one was amazing. You know, I mean, that was... yes. That was the perfect example of what I love about the potential of this interconnected thing. But, you know, the Ultron one didn't really, it didn't really do much, especially because it's, it's just sort of not referenced in the movie side. And then, you know, the Thor one was just like, eh, you know, that could have happened at any time. It's not like when, when Sif appeared, it wasn't a Thor tie-in, you know? Right, right. I just thought it was kind of cool that they acknowledged like, hey, these things happen in this world and and, and we respond to it. They definitely have to to do that, but... But if they do say that the timeline is a little different, Civil War didn't happen, that's fine. I mean, but at this point, I think there's maybe a little less, like, titillation of them being like, hey, Civil War, right? And we're like, oh, they reference Civil War. It's like, yeah. you know, at this yeah. point, it's like, well, of course. It's, so unless it's going to be, like, an interesting story point, like, I'm not bothered if they don't, like, name drop it, you know. Right. Or if they wait until next season. To, I mean, at some point, they're going to have to say something about it, of course. Right, right. Um, but, you know... Yeah, but yeah, considering it's not like Coulson can exactly reach out to Cap or Iron Man, but right. it also reinforces the idea that like he was friends with Cap and Iron Man, and this would kind of be a traumatic thing that your two friends are like fighting on the world stage, and you yeah. can't even tell them you're alive. So yeah, it's almost better that maybe they don't reference it, so we don't have to think about that. Yeah, yeah, how problematic the the whole thing is. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely don't see there being a even Ultron sized tie-in to civil war yeah i i agree i I, yeah i think it's going to be extremely subtle if if at all so yeah i think just a reference yeah um so the the tag on the episode is we find out what hive did with all that money uh he bought he bought a town (laughs) he bought a a damn town bought a small town yeah uh and he's called in the cree so uh if anybody saw the the preview for next week, that that's a big part of the oh, show. Oh, he, I I didn't catch that. He called them. I believe so. Oh, I thought he was just saying he was going to use. I thought he was just going to use the information he had and the information on the artifact to recreate the Cree experiments. And I assumed maybe the Cree just somehow find out about income. But maybe, I, I guess I don't know. I, I yeah, I maybe so. It was yeah. I guess it. Yeah, I guess it wasn't real clear. It made it seem to me that the Kree were on Hive's side against. Oh, interesting. Okay, Shield, but I could, but it, it could be the way it's edited as well. So yeah, I, I guess either way we'll find out. But yeah, I guess that's Kree are showing up. Right, the Kree, There will be some Kree next week. Yes, yes. Um, which is cool because again, another tie to. Yeah, it's the, the area movie. you. Yeah, and it's the area of the MCU that you almost wouldn't think they would tie into. <laughs> yeah, the Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy tie into Guardians. Yeah, and yeah, this is kind of like the, this is at least the second time they they've done that. So yeah, it's yeah. It, again, it's cool that the the powers that be are like, yeah, you can totally have the Kree show up on your show. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. And, and yeah, I guess so Hive is going to use Radcliffe's transhumanism knowledge and Hive's knowledge to basically make to make more inhumans. Um, which a little strange because, again, he's got all these Terrigen crystals. I mean, arguably, if you just started releasing those, you would get a lot of inhumans. The only thing I can think of is remember when Lincoln said there was a design to it, that there was. Right. Uh, so it almost seemed like maybe he wants to make his own tailor made in humans yeah, to where I think they that's could, what it's going to be, you know, specific. So it's not like, Oh, let's see what power this random person has right, instead right. of like, Hey, we need a dude that shoots ice out of his hands or we need a dude that can levitate heavy objects or you yeah. know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think there's also a weird hubris God complex sure. sort of thing where he Absolutely. wants to like create the, the life. So yeah, it, either way it's a, I mean, it's a very interesting turn of events and, and not like a um, a road I ever thought S.H.I.E.L.D. would be going down. Yeah, yeah, To recreate sure. the inhuman Kree You know, I mean, I don't think we've even seen something like that happen in the comics. No, no. So I mean, the closest has been, in you know, I guess when Maximus let loose the Terrigen bomb. But well, that's, right. But, but that's... In, in, right, in terms of, like, experience trying to recreate yeah. those original experiments on like regular humans. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's sort of a, it's a weird little twisted thing, but it's, yeah, it's, um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out again. Not, not where I saw like the season going. Yeah. Agreed. At all. Agreed. Well, cool. Well, that's the singularity. Yeah. Also, I think the singularity, I think singularity is actually a really good name for Alicia her power sure you know you've got all these multitudes but they're all controlled by one like center person they all kind of like come back to her and (laughs) i just thought that when i saw the episode i was like hey singularity is actually a pretty decent name for her and she needs like a a superhero name so just thought i'd throw that out there in case the producers are listening yeah in case they're listening yeah go ahead yeah everyone else is actually that's another thing i think james is the only person who's explicitly named himself We've still never heard Daisy be called Quake. Right. Lincoln doesn't have a name. Bobby's never even been called Mockingbird, even though they use that name in the promotional sort of materials. Right. So another one of my small, like, pet peeves about the MCU is they seem to go out of their way to not give people their superhero names sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been especially, like, big on that, including the point that Mac regularly calls her Trimmers. Right. It's right. almost like a sl- every time he says it, it's almost like a slap in the face. Like, not, <laughs> yeah. no one's going to say Quake. We're, we're that close to Quake, but we're making it a cute pet name instead of. Yeah. And then James is like, I need a name. <laughs> yeah. Like, which I was like, thank you. Somebody should, somebody would want to come up with a name. You're superheroes. Yeah. I'm hoping. You live in a world of superheroes. I'm hoping with Most Wanted, if they're kind of going to be incognito a bunch, that when they go on their little missions or whatever, that maybe they give her the code name on comms or something like that i would hope so yeah that'd be cool and then that's a chance to give hunter a somehow a cooler nickname than he already has yeah exactly yeah yeah so again i mean such a tiny gripe but sure just one of those things that always bugs me a little bit like oh just use their superhero names come on it's one of those things where the, the the cw shows i give them credit for just like having no shame oh yeah man they embrace it with no matter how hands. ridiculous yeah. the name yeah it's like bug-eyed bandit shows up and they're like well obviously they're not gonna need oh nope cisco just called her bug-eyed bandit okay mm-hmm. they're 
yeah, just and that, go for it. And I guess that's what kind of makes it like it's almost a thing now because Cisco, that's his deal, right? Right. I mean, but he, even with with Arrow, it's like, well, yeah. how are they ever going to make him Green Arrow? And it was like awkward, but they still did it. And yeah. They're like, yeah. Hey, this was weird, but whatever. He's the Green Arrow now, and it's like, okay, I'm not mad. Yeah. So. I, and I love that Cisco gets upset if somebody else names someone right. before he gets a chance. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great it's a great little conceit as to how they would get their names. It's just kind of this like nerdy fanboy guy. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, actually, that makes sense. He would be the type of person to give them names. So I think the, the MCU needs someone like that. I agree. I agree. So maybe James, maybe maybe he turns into a good guy. And then every time someone gets on the team, he's like, look, you need a name. <laughs> yeah. Trimmer's lame. You're Quake. Yo, mm-hmm. yo. No. Slingshot. <laughs> Lincoln, just anything but Sparky. There's yeah. got to be a cooler name for you than that. All right. Uh, <laughs> so we're a little, I guess we're a little short uh, compared to, to some of the marathon episodes we've done. So we did have a little bit of feedback. So I'm going to try and stay on top of the feedback when time permits. Um, yeah. And yeah, so there, were got, some good, there were some good, uh, good little bits. Yeah, I got some stuff from, uh, from Twitter. Um, the first is Brian Arnold, uh, who asks, who will be the fallen agent? I say Fitz or Simmons. So it kind of, uh, ties into, I think I've kind of spoke my piece on that. I think, uh, yeah, you, Matthew, you had a theory that, that I, you wanted to save for now. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, a lot of times when these sort of things happen in a show, I, I just, I'm not sure, you know, I'm like, I don't know. And it, it could be anybody who knows what they'll do. But the, the only thing I would maybe assume is that it could be Mac. Um, and I'll say that just because he similarly had a bit of his backstory built up this season mm, yeah. with the episode with his brother. Not a lot. And I, I would be disappointed if it's him because I think there's still a lot more about him we don't know. And I think he adds like a nice, normal, yeah. kind of light presence to the show. Yeah, I totally agree. I'd be um, really upset if it was. Yeah, but at the same time, he <clears throat> he doesn't serve like a ton of function within S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, he doesn't really seem like he does that much, so I could see it being him. And the the only other evidence I'll point to is just that in the, you know, in the vision we see, we see Elena's cross necklace, mm-hmm. yo-yo. We yeah. see her cross necklace floating. So I could envision a moment where he somehow, you know, they've got a thing. He maybe is going to sacrifice himself. They both share, like, their faith. So maybe she, like, gives him that necklace or something. Um and so he like has that necklace with him on the Quinjet when it explodes. So that that's like my only like evidence is I could see that being like a a, a story beat. But um, but yeah, other than that, I I just I have no idea. I mean, I I think I'd be. I think from a story standpoint, I want it to be Coulson, mm. but I just don't think that'll ever happen. I think it. I think we've maybe moved past the point in the show where like they need clark greg to like sort of boost the profile and i think he's gone through so many changes and gotten so sort of dark and like lost his way that i could sort of see the show like finding a way to like lose their like center and find a way to like move on from that like it'd be a pretty traumatic thing you know um but that being said i i 100 don't think it will be colson because you can never you can never kill Coulson again and have it be impactful because right. it was already the crux of an entire film and it was negated. So Exactly, exactly. So if that wasn't the case, I would say Coulson, but um but yeah, I, I just I think no matter what I'm gonna be bummed. Unless it's like a small character. Yeah. And then I might be bummed that they made such a big deal out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, I, I really think it could be anybody. I think, I think besides Colson, the safest person is probably Daisy. I, I, I really don't think it will be her. Um, so yeah, I, I think Mac, Fitz, Simmons, maybe May. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess those, that's all the choices, really. But yeah, yeah, because obviously Bobby and Hunter are gone, so they're safe. So the next uh, question we got asked on Twitter from at uh, Geek is Cool is, what do we think Phase Four will be about? Uh, I think Fantastic Four will be back, and or th- that they will get the Fantastic Four back. And Galactus is the big bad. Um, never say never. I mean, yeah, you know, I've, I've got pretty strong feelings that they'll, that Marvel is not going to touch Fantastic Four anytime soon, even if they get the rights back. I just, I just don't see it happening. I think it's such a tainted film property, and they've got so many other things going on that I just, I don't know. I just don't see it happening, but. I, I think given the way they structure their movies, I think they could do it in a way that will excite people. I think it'll be yeah. it'll be the family movie. And and again, we talk about how all of these movies are different, either tonally or mm-hmm. in theme, and we kind of get it a little bit with the Avengers movies, but one of the things we haven't really got is a good is where the the heroes really feel like a family, a true like that's true real family and i think if marvel were to get the fantastic four back i think that's the angle they play up on uh and i think it would have a really wide mass appeal i mean i i wasn't really that down on the first set of of movies they did i mean i thought the first one was actually fairly decent i mean given what it was i didn't think it was terrible um i think silver surfer definitely had its flaws but i don't think it was a terrible movie um, but I think Marvel could put their stamp on it and integrate it in their world. Um, I, I think they and, could. I just, I guess I just don't see it happening soon, but yeah. I, who knows? I don't know what soon means in Marvel. I mean, we've already, yeah. we know that phase four won't start until at least 2019, but to, I don't know. I just, it just feels so, I don't know. I guess it's tough. You never know what they could do, but it just feels so soon, and it feels like they have so many other things. I think if Inhumans doesn't happen, I could see it happening more likely. If Inhumans does happen, then I just feel like between the Avengers group, the Inhumans group, and the Guardians group, that introducing like a fourth sort of like team franchise just would feel kind of like unlikely, but who knows? I mean... It really depends on what's going to happen with the current slate, right? I mean, if they all, yeah. you know, exactly. Evans has talked recently about like, hey, if they still want me, I'm I'm in. Um, and right. I don't know if that's just talk, but he and he even himself said, look, in the beginning, I was really trepidatious about this. This was a big commitment. This was, um, you know, I didn't know how it was going to be taken and received and everything else. And he's like, and every time I do one of these, it's been such a positive experience. He says, you know, I just now the thought of not doing one is is kind of overwhelming so he's kind of changed his tune i mean yeah you know we know robert downey jr's getting getting a little older and he's expressed kind of a a a desire to slow down a little bit just because he can't you know i mean while his role can be diminished and you know they don't need him in the suit still a lot of work um you know whether hemsworth re-ups although 
given the fact that everything he touches that isn't Marvel related to the box office turns to crap. Yeah. Um, he, he may be totally fine with re re upping. Right. Um, it's, yeah. It's like the one good thing he does. <laughs> yeah. Cause everything else, I mean, and I don't put this on his shoulders, but it just isn't resonating with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and then we've of course got captain Marvel, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, Dr. Strange, Black Panther, you know, we've got a whole slew of yeah. potential second, third, fourth you know movies of all those films another guardian so yeah it's and then you know if we're assuming inhumans is still on the horizon so i I don't know i mean i think i think it's a safe bet that we'll get a lot of sequels to like the new stuff i mean obviously into phase four we're going to keep seeing guardians ant-man spider-man we'll see more doctor strange captain america black panther i guarantee we'll see something with the avengers name in it yeah, you know, um, and maybe Inhumans, but yeah, the question of what like the sort of overall shape will be and what it'll build up to—it's it's sort of tough because how do you do you just keep doing like a big cosmic threat like Thanos? You know, like how do you sort of yeah do a thing after Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet? I mean, obviously they do it in the comics all the time, but it's sort of uncharted territory in the movies. So I I'm interested to see how they move after infinity war that's going to be such a massive mega thing like how do they go back to just small little things after that so i'm hoping the answer is they go really small and they do a lot of like really more personal insulated character stories for a little bit without necessarily building towards like a big thing yeah but... i mean phase one was kind of like that i mean yeah exactly we, we built to the avengers but but that was just more Building that's towards a much... bring, bringing the characters together, yeah, not like and that's there was a smaller this... thing. Building yeah. towards the Avengers, than like... yeah, there wasn't like a story beats that were you know pushing through. I mean, with phase right with phase two into phase three, it's it's obviously the stones and, and right and right. how that pulls forward. Um, it kind of leads into the the last bit of feedback that I've got uh, from at Uberku um, and asked what what would be an ideal overarching you know kind of multi story movie after Infinity War and I I think if they did it right and again this would I think this kind of hinges on the fact that they would get the Fantastic Four property back but I think Secret Invasion done properly could be really cool um, mm -hmm. because you could sow seeds in multiple movies and it kind of builds distrust and. Uh, that's true and you know kind of this it, it's a little bit the only the only negative is it kind of leans back to the hydra thing you know where there were people that we thought were good that were really bad yeah. um but not at the superhero level you know the right fact they that, never really played into that too much outside of winter soldier and Shield. yeah yeah the so, fact that you know they could look and oh it's not really black widow it's it's a scroll yeah. and you know yeah I, it definitely seems like a possibility if they get that back. Um, and it's one of those things that I know people clamor for. I'll say, you know, this is like my one controversial nerd opinion, I feel like, is that I'm actually not a fan of, of Secret Invasion and, and Scrolls and stuff, only because uh, I've just never been a fan of the sort of body snatcher trope, yeah. which is, you know, a very common thing across, obviously, you know, since Invasion of the Body Snatchers, probably before that, you know, back in the 30s or whatever. So I've just never really been a fan of the, like, people, like, evil people masquerading as good people sort of thing. So to see, like, a whole franchise built on that, which is, like, great my, like, insides. But, <laughs> sure. but I know that I'm a minority in feeling that way. So practically, I could very much see that being the case. Um, and I, I can't really think of... I can't really think of something that would, like 
like another alternative. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, th- I thought I thought Secret Invasion was a good story that had a really poor conclusion. I really think they should have went all in, and it ended with the, basically the scrolls have been taken over, and you don't really know who's who, and 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 kind of it yeah. like this kind of shadow war that that could have went through the books for a while. But yeah, um, to be honest, that's kind of the the mo of a lot of the Marvel events is they kind of end and in a nothing's really changed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've got to say like, I've been, I've been burning through some more like Marvel unlimited over the past couple years and just catching up on some events that I never like read on. And, and I'm always a little disappointed that they don't change the status quo more. Like yeah. at most somebody will get a new costume, but yeah, you know, I mean, civil war ended and Cap and Tony are totally fine with each other. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. there's no like ramifications, yeah. you know, it's just like they make it out to be this big thing and then it just, everything's fine. And then a year later there's another one and it's, yeah, I, you know, so it's a little, I, I don't know if the, I hope that the films will be different. I hope that the films will treat these events as like they, they resonate more, you know, I mean, it's tougher yeah. in the comics because you have so many properties. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, that's the hard part is a lot of these things work because they're so sweeping and they affect so many characters and they can tell so many different stories. And, you know, maybe we'll, maybe they could pepper some seeds in some of these movies, but that takes a lot of coordination and you're stepping on mm-hmm. a lot of other directors, creative, con- you know, abilities, which that exactly. kind of, you know, sometimes doesn't work out so well. Um, and then yeah, if you're it's, if, it's if you're having to condense everything down to like two movies, it's a lot to cover um, mm-hmm. in there. And then, and then again, from a budget standpoint, it's it's like okay, you're having to pay all these actors who, you know, once they, you know, once they glom onto these franchises and make a ton of money, then they they get more expensive and mm-hmm. uh, you know it just gets yeah. tougher. But like yeah. I, Secret Wars was one that was thrown out there, and I, <sighs> I think it's too big. I think they're. I think it's too silly. Like, there's no. Well, yeah, that's. I, I, mean, I mean, in this universe, I just don't see a situation where it's like, okay, we're right. going to randomly I mean, snatch assuming, these people up, put them on a right, world. Right. And, I'm, I'm assuming from the standpoint that they'll somehow like make it work, you know? Yeah. Like they'll, they'll, they'll somehow make it make sense. But, but even still, even if we were going to see that, I think it's, I think that would be so many movies from now before, before you could like conceivably believe that sort of thing happening and, and uh, where's the story right it's like what right. you know it's just like a, how are you gonna get two hours two and a half hours out of that it's yeah, just i mean it really is just like an excuse to put everybody together yeah i mean originally it was to and, sell toys i mean that was the whole right the, exactly the whole bit so which it's not like the movies don't try and do that too but right <laughs> but but that yeah i mean they, they were like hey we want to do these line of toys hey we right. should probably have a comic that goes along with it so yeah. it was kind of you know toys first mo- you know comic second um, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's kind of hard, you know, with Spider-Man in the mix, maybe they could do some, some, you know, things that would affect that, you know, maybe they bring in, you know, Venom or, you know, and have that kind of crossover. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's just so hard. Like a lot of these events that they've done lately just don't, you know, I don't see right. like I'm, a fear I'm itself. going through them in my head. Exactly. Yeah. That's original what I was thinking. sin. Like, original. Like, yeah. I, I mean, mean just original don't. sin doesn't make sense because we don't have the watcher. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't fit. Again, it just didn't really go anywhere it didn't really just doesn't really do much you know and it's like um yeah i just uh i'm trying to think yeah nothing really i mean secret invasion is it's like when you think of the biggest ones besides infinity war infinity gauntlet you know it's like 
you know, Secret Wars, War, Secret Invasion. Yeah. You know, but but even that, it's like that's a tough one because it's it's it, it's just really difficult. Like we I don't just, know those characters enough to like. Yeah. I, yeah, I just I feel like it's going to have to be more centralized to like the characters we know. Um, I, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I think the doors are wide open. I mean, I I really think that. The, the thing I the thing I want to see is just more smaller personal films and, and like some new some new like like Deadpool budget style films, you know, I agree. Yeah, some like new smaller characters yeah. and, that aren't really like Avengers. I want to see something outside of Avengers, you know? Yeah, I honestly I would like to see and again, this, you know, takes it back to the smaller level, but I would like to see the Red Skull come back. I, I think they could do some really I think it's. And again, I don't, I don't know if he shows up in Civil War. There's nothing I've I've learned that leads me to believe he would show up in Civil War. Yeah, um, I haven't heard anything whether they plan on using him in Infinity War or not. Using I could him in see Infinity I could see War. it happening in Infinity War. Yeah, um, because just because he's kind of connected to the Tesseract and exactly things like and, that. Yeah, I don't think he actually died at the end of uh, no, no, the first Avenger. So and I would love to see anybody can be that. Anybody yeah. can be in that makeup, right? Exactly, and, and he's changed bodies in the comics all the time. Absolutely, too. I mean, he absolutely. could easily have his consciousness go into a new body. I mean, yeah, he wears like a mask a lot of the time. So yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I, I would like to see something with that. So I, I'm not really big on the big overarching, you know, Me stuff. I mean, I, I think Infinity War is kind of a is kind of a perfect example, just because they've again they've sowed those seeds over mm-hmm. over. T- you know, two and a but half phases at it's that been, point. Right. By the time we see Infinity War, it will be the end of the third phase. So when people are saying, what will the overarching thing for phase four be? Yeah. I think it's what will the overarching thing be for four through six? You know, I mean, right. It's, right. I think the end of phase four, we'll probably see an Avengers style team. You know, I mean, there will be something for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think we're going to see an Infinity War level thing until like you know 2030 or something you know it's going to be a long time yeah and who knows if the fad is still in vogue i mean sure you know the minute these movies start you know topping out at four or five hundred million worldwide is when we start we stop seeing three a year Um, right and and something as ambitious as infinity war that it might just be a once a generation thing i mean that might not work anymore we've never seen anything like that ever before no no so i'm not saying it won't make a lot of money but who knows? I, who knows how much it'll cost? I mean, we just... It, I've heard... It, it I've might heard, not be... Yeah, I've heard that both of them together are going to cost a half a billion dollars. That's what I've heard, too. So then you have to think... insane to me, but... They could, in a way, bomb. The story sure. might not work. They might not make enough mud, money to cover the budget. It's also, like, a huge undertaking. So that's not something they're going to want to repeat every few years. I yeah. Mean, yeah. They're going to wait, want to wait a long time before they do something that big again. And so even if it is something like Galactus or, you know, I mean, that's another thing that, like, even if we saw that again, I mean, that's just, like, you're going to have to wait so long to do that. Um, and, yeah, I, I just, yeah. So I don't know. I think, I th- but I think for Phase 4, you know, it's like we're saying, it's going to be like a lot of these other smaller characters. It's going to be sequels. Maybe they'll build towards like an, another sort of Avengers team up. I, I think one of the trends that we're going to see happen more just because it started to happen now is um, characters appearing in each other's films. 
and yeah. introducing new buddy, Marvel characters. Buddy, buddy flicks. Exactly. And introducing like new characters within another character sequel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we've got Hulk and Ragnarok. We've got Iron Man going to be in Spider-Man. Even Civil War is a Captain America movie, yet it's got, you know, like 15 Avengers in it. And they're yeah. introducing Black Panther and Spider-Man. So I think not in the first movies, aside from Spider-Man, just because they're kind of taking a different tactic with that. But, you know, I don't think in like the first Captain Marvel or Black Panther movie we're going to see someone. But I kind of think like in the sequels to like Doctor Strange and Black Panther and Captain Marvel and all that, we'll see just like, hey, let's stick in this other character or let's introduce this other character. So, yeah, I, I think that'll become a become a thing more. Maybe something like Annihilation, maybe some variation on Annihilation or Annihilation Conquest where... But again, that's so cosmic, uh, right? And that's the hard, tough thing. It's hard to fit that. I guess in. it depends on with how things go with Guardians and maybe Inhumans and and how much they start introducing like the more cosmic stuff. Because then that kind of opens the doors to these bigger events when we're yeah. sort of connecting a lot of worlds. But um, and maybe it's not so big. Like maybe it's not. Uh, you know, all of the Avengers, like, like Infinity War, maybe it's like three or four of them. Maybe they, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, it's, it's, you know, Marvel's Annihilation yeah. and it's Captain Marvel and the Guardians and, you know, I don't know, you throw Thor or Hulk or, uh, you know, somebody like yeah. that in there. And it's, it's, it's kind of like a smaller scale version of, uh, you know, but yeah. kind of, you know, tackling the same territory. Cause yeah, I think, I mean, I'd love to see like the Guardians and Captain Marvel and Agent Venom, you know, in a movie together, sure, you know, sure. like in the comics. So, and yeah, who knows? They, they kind of have their own Avengers thing, you know? And, but yeah, so I, I think, I think if these past few phases have told us anything, it's that Marvel's, they're going to break new ground in terms of traditional blockbusters and superhero movies and things. So I think there's going to be some of the things we're talking about. And I think there's, you know, and I hope there's going to be a couple of things that we're like, wow, I never saw that coming, that, you know, type of movie or that decision or whatever it is. So, and, and, you know, some new characters too. I mean, I think yeah. it's safe to a safe bet that, and, and that's sort of maybe the interesting territory we've known for a long time that like Ant-Man and Captain Marvel and Black Panther and Dr. Strange would all be there. We've got all the Netflix characters. I mean, were our list of of you know characters being introduced to the MCU that like seemed like sure bets or it's diminishing you know like obviously we still have like Blade you know yeah. maybe Moon Knight Cloak and Dagger's already coming so it's sort of like we're about to hit the point where it's kind of like anyone's guess as to what the next you know properties will be like right. I I don't know you know it could be it, it really could be anybody they've kind of they've kind of brought out all the big names that they've been talking about bringing out that they own. So I'm trying to think of like who they, who they own. That's pretty big in the comics that they haven't introduced yet. They could potentially like carry a a film franchise. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, I'm trying to think of who like Avengers roster is, is left. I mean, yeah, there's some smaller characters, but it's just like I don't see like Starbrand and Nightmask and yeah, and stuff I mean there's like been some talk up. on uh, Simon Williams, Pow- uh, Wonder Man, Wonder Man, yeah, you know showing up. Although in Guardians, f- yeah, I don't see that being like his own film. No, no, and no, the no, other no. thing is like I think that's very tongue in cheek. Also, exactly, and you cannot have they're never going to introduce a character named Wonder Man. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
So um, then it's just like where, yeah, he would just have to be some dude named Simon Williams who shows up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've seen Yellow Jacket and we've seen, you know, I mean, I guess the Black Knight, that might be kind of an interesting, you know, uh, way to to, yeah. to bring it in because you have the time travel, almost like a Captain America kind of concept where you can tell two That's stories. True. That's um, true. You know, Photon, I guess they call, no, uh, she goes by Photon now. Right, yeah. Um, you know, the old Captain Marvel before mm-hmm. before Carol Danvers took it. Um, yeah, I could see that. I think Agent Venom we've talked about. Yeah, is, I mean, Hercules, I guess, but that's, I, I don't, again. I kind of don't, yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean. I could see Amadeus chose Hulk. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe leading a film. I still think what's ripe for a good interpretation on the, on the Marvel side is the masters of evil. I really, um, and specifically like the wrecking crew. I, I just think, cause there's ties to Asgard. I think they could do a really cool movie, uh, around them. You know, Zemo is, is coming into civil war now, whether mm-hmm. or not he actually makes it through or what his, his deal is. I don't know. Right. Um, but I think a Masters of Evil flick would be really cool. Um, yeah, and I guess I guess along the similar lines, Thunderbolts is something that's been tossed out a bunch. Yeah, yeah. And maybe that depends on like how Suicide Squad does. But yeah, there's not. I mean, there's not a because you could have Zemo leading that too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the, it's getting thinner as to as to who yeah. they you know who they have available to use that that it would be worthy to use. So right, and that isn't already being kicked around as like a. Um, tv show idea right right because right. i think there's miss marvel and runaways yeah um but i definitely see those being tv shows moon knight blade ghost rider I, I see all those being like tv shows yeah um but yeah so I, yeah i just wanted to kind of throw that out there to see if there was yeah if you had any ideas because i'm yeah i'm sort of sort of blanking as to like who a brand new character is they could introduce now obviously they could do like winter soldier or black widow or hawkeye and you know things like that but yeah i mean i would if they do get fantastic four back personally i would prefer a um like an ff run that was like the um the fraction and aldred run where they um it was like um ant-man and she-hulk and Medusa. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and it, they wouldn't have to necessarily be in charge, but I really love all the kids, the Future Foundation kids. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, so, like, if they do Fantastic Four, I would almost love them to just skip the origin and just get to the point where, like, Franklin and Valeria are already there, and we've got a bunch of the other kids, like Dragon Man, just kind of almost make it, like, zanier. Yeah. See, I think... Just, I've, just I've, d- dive into the zaniness of it. I've thought about this and how you get around like doing some crazy origin movie with the Fantastic Four. And I think because they're so – the problem is updating their origin because it gets so complicated to make that work. Mm-hmm. And I think I've said this on the show before, but uh, I think if they did it to where in 1961 or 1962, this group of four people went out on a rocket and disappeared and were never heard from again – and then either through some, you know, tie it into Infinity War or tie it into oh, something yeah. that this rocket lands out in, in, you know, back in the ocean or whatever. And, and, mm. and who gets out after, you know, you know, but uh, but the Fantastic Four and they have all these powers. And so that, you know, again, you have you, you kind of can cut the origin out at the knees. You kind of give them 
uh, still kind of keep the old school origin to them. So you're That's not true. having to and, update it. And that it. could add lots of comedy into Yeah, I mean, the whole, you know, a, a group of people out of time kind of thing, you know, where, mm-hmm. where you have, you know, that aspect that you could play up. And, and again, they're a family. Um, and I think then you're not having to waste. And then you can explain, like, how is it that nobody knows who these people are? You know, that, that you exactly. know, it's, it's kind of one of those things. But I think they could, yeah, do, that's good. They could do something like that and just fit them right in and, and kind of go from there. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. I, I just, yeah, I think the family thing, like, I feel like it works better when they've got a lot of the kids. I think it just being the yeah. four of them, like, to me, doesn't necessarily resonate as much as as the family but when you throw in all the different kids i think it really like sells this like misfit family idea sure 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 um and and there's just so much i don't know maybe that would be too much to do for like a first film but i just i love and obviously without like the art of the um the all i think it's all it's all red michael Michael red yeah that's right um it's just well and i think like his wife does the colors or the lettering or something yeah so he has a very distinctive style yeah it's so good and just like i really loved i've never been a huge fan of fantastic four so when i finally read that i was like oh this i this like i can get this like i got the family vibe they got the sort of goofy science vibe and i was like i would love to see this as like an animated move you know like um miller and lord like animated movie even or yeah. something like that but yeah. yeah so if they did something like that i think that could be really cool and that would that would be a unique thing having really young kids with powers yeah like even younger than like um spider-man so sure yeah, yeah i think that's yeah. kind of like uncharted territory so yeah. she she hulks another one yeah i mean i i would love she hulk especially like the more modern version i think that was also i think all red did the art for like or a comic a couple years ago. Um, I think maybe it was Charles soul wrote. Could be. She's, I mean, she's had a lot of iconic, I mean, right. It was, burn, burn right. it was something or, from like, um, I think it was like 2014. Mm, it was, I, I think it was the same art as that, as the FF. Any, I mean, either way it was, I think there's some really cool stuff with that, but I just, I wonder if that could ever be, a. I don't, I don't know how you do that as a film. I know the MCU Exchange uh, folks pitched it like a year ago as like a TV show, I like mean, a sort of comedy type of TV show. Yeah, because she's a lawyer, so it could right. kind of be procedural in nature and it stuff. It could be and... like a damage control type of like yeah. tongue-in-cheek funny thing, yeah, but yeah. she's just such a hard character to – I mean, there's no denying that her name is ridiculous, you know? Like, yeah. she's, you know, a Lady Hulk. Her name's <laughs> She-Hulk. Like, yeah, I just yeah. – I feel like they it would just be laughable for them to put that on like a – a marquee, you know, but, but I think she's a really cool character and I would, I definitely want to see her in the MCU in some way. So, and I think it's only a matter of time. Um, but I think like a tongue in cheek, but it could be a movie. I mean, like a tongue in cheek type of movie. I mean, that's obviously they've done comedy type movies, but something that was a little more tongue in cheek and meta maybe would be, well, and after that's, that's kind of somewhere they haven't gone. Yeah. And after Deadpool, exactly. Um, you know, hit it off. That's true. So if they did something that's a little more low, they could do that lower budget, you know. I mean, yeah, I think that I think that could be a fun th- – those type of things. That's what I want to see them do a little more. It's like take those chances and do sort of like go get even more out there with like the tones of the movies and stuff. Yeah, because I think after a while, if you kind of keep putting the same thing out there, you know, just like anything else, things come yeah. in and out of favor and people get bored with it. So, Right. You need to make really interesting – styles of movies that just happen to 
exist in a superhero world, you know? Yeah. So you need to make like a really, and, and again, I think that's why Deadpool works. It's just this wacky meta action comedy. And there, you know, then there's a superhero, you know? And I mean, yeah. action movies have been around forever. So that's not like a new concept to people, you know? So you, you could easily fuse action with comedy you know, there's lots of great examples of that. So, and you know, you just it, you spice it up a little more with the superhero element. So, yeah, I think I, I just hope they keep getting like weirder and riskier and stuff with their with their different properties. And I think I think that'll I think Phase Four will allow them to do that. Well, after Infinity War, I feel like it kind of opens the gates for them to try like anything they want to try. Yeah, agreed. So, well, cool. Um, that's all the feedback I had. Um, yeah. So thanks, everybody, for tweeting at uh, MCU underscore podcast. I appreciate that. And then, uh, of course, you can always go to the Facebook group. And um, I'm always, like I said, I'm trying to put stuff up there, facebook.com slash MCU podcast. And so, you know, people can can respond uh, there as well. And then for all the news that we didn't talk about, uh, just, you know, there's always stuff going on. MCUexchange.com is the place to go for all of that. Uh, and, and again, not just news, but feature articles, breakdowns, uh, character profiles, uh, stuff like that. And then uh, the MCU Exchange YouTube channel as well to get the MCU Exchange show, uh, as well as all the other cool videos they're putting up there. Um, Matthew, anything else that uh, you got nope. going on? No, just uh, just those. Cool. Just the regular uh, stuff. So I think I, I did get them. I didn't talk about it uh, this time, but I got the most recent uh, Collector Core box for Civil oh, War. Cool. So maybe next week I'll talk about that uh, on the on the yeah. week, on the weekly episode because it was it was a pretty good one. Uh, they they can be kind of up and down those Funko boxes. So this one, yeah, I've been debating whether I get one because I mean I love Funkos. So yeah, yeah, they they like I said they can kind of be up and down. This one I thought was was a was a good one. So I'll. Uh, I'll try and take some pictures, put it up on the on the page as well, and uh, and we'll talk about that next week and all the goodies that were inside. So, cool. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, like I said, head over to mcuexchange.com for everything going on over there. Head over to hhwlod.com for all the other podcasts that I am on. Uh, you can catch everything there. Uh, and uh, until next week, when we will have a double dip of Agents of Shield and talk about the highly anticipated Civil War. You have been listening to It's All Connected.